Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, my. You want to talk about two lifesavers. Max and I sitting here with the Ninja Jacob. There's a spider on his neck. It's crawling right up his shoulder. Dad Zooks, man, we have a crisis going on. And then the 6'8 Max reaches over and smacks the 5'5 five, five Jacob, and he's unconscious. 5'6. Five, five, oh, 5'6. Five, I'm sorry. We got that wrong. 5'6. Here, pull Jacob up off the ground, Max. All right. We just saved his life. That could have been a tarantula, man. Ooh, yeah, no. Now, now I feel like there's something on me, and there's not. See, that, that's what a spider does, right? The creepy crawlies, you see it on somebody else, and then you're like, ah, ah. Any little, any little thing, like small movement, you're like, ah, ah, that's on me. <laughs> Did you ever see, because you're a big Avengers guy, yes. right? And, and, and uh, all the, the, the superhero stuff. The one I loved was Hulk grabbing Loki and, oh, and, yeah. and then smashing him <laughs> over and over like that. When he says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a god, he says, and he goes, well, I guess not. Wham, 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 wham. He was like, puny God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was – and I'm picturing, I'm picturing Max at 6'8", grabbing Jacob and smashing the spider with Jacob. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh welcome, man. everybody, to training camp. It must be training camp because we got all kinds of action going on here, both on the field eventually here and then up here in the broadcasting booth as we overlook – the hallowed fields of Chuck Noel Field and here at St. Vincent College. Well, welcome. So, now that we've gotten over the initial crisis and, and all things have uh, been restored yeah, and, and uh, yeah, we're back to the normal. Universe. Yes, there's peace in the universe and Jacob is alive and doing well and kicking. So, no fears there. Let's not have any calls and say asking if Jacob's unconscious or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's still here. He's still he's here. He's still here. Yeah, he's still he's scratching st- where that spider was going. Yeah, I don't blame him. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it starts making yeah, a freaking residual. Yell. You're like, yeah, no. It's like, I, I, play, I, I played it cool before. <laughs> Didn't want to act like it. Now I know what it is. Now I'm like, hey, a little, little itchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, getting down to business. And um, we know that Deontay Johnson – Came to terms with the Steelers yesterday. Taking care of. Taking care of business. That's a, it's, a, I, it's just a win-win all the way around. Um, when you look at it, in my mind, I know that people are saying, well, you know, he didn't get the contract, say, as a DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and some of these other guys, uh, the, the guy, I think, from the Redskins or whoever it was. 
But the fact of the matter is, when you say that you got uh, the, what, uh, commanders, 20, the commanders, yeah, the commanders, whatever. Washington oh, commanders. I'm sorry, yeah, whatever yes. it was. But when you take a look at it, and you say 27 million guaranteed. I say congratulations. Yeah, you know, 20, 27 million. We're not talking about twenty seven thousand, which would have been just below my uh, about ten thousand below my initial salary as a rookie in a fifth round draft pick back in nineteen eighty. We're saying twenty seven large, twenty seven million. Oh, stop it! <laughs> stop it! You guys, you guys, this adjusted for inflation. You know I flunked math twice, but I still know that's not the same. All right. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I mean, it's. It's great Deontay got it done. I mean, depending on who you hear it from, it's a two-year extension. It's a three-year deal. Um, You know, Mike Pursuta um, explained it to us. Agents will always say two-year extension to make the number look better. But in reality, when you still have a year left in your contract – it's it turns out to be a three year deal because you because you get you get you uh, kind of tear up this year's contract to make it more friendly and it's spread over the three years versus the two, so you know you understand the cap implications of that, and I think the reason why you know the one thing I was hung up on was that it was only two years beyond. I was like, why didn't you go for a three year or a four year, right? And I think for the Steelers, they kind of see the right who else is going to be coming up for contracts right. within that same time frame. And you look at, do you want to deal with Deontay and George Pickens, potentially? That's could at be the same a little time. bit problematic. Claypool's coming up soon. Yes. So, you, you, so you don't want to have a log jam uh, at the same position. So you have to tier it to where you can handle them each year in bite-sized portions. Yeah, No question about it. And I, I look at this and I, I say to myself, first of all, um, Deontay knows his own situation best. Okay. Yeah. I know that he's a high quality, high caliber receiver. Is he in the room with a DK Metcalf that's is so physically gifted? You know, large. His straight line speed is unbelievable. All these things. Uh, you know, you, you know, you can say that he's got got great success, but he's not probably going to do some of the things that DK can do for you. You know, you see, yeah. you see, you know, and, and so if I'm Deontay and I'm sitting here holding in during training camp and I see a George Pickens coming along, I see Chase Claypool, I know that um, there's some good young slot receivers that are making hay while the sun's shining right now, you know, with the Vaughn, uh, with uh, Tyler Vaughn and Tyler Sneed and uh, who am I missing there? Calvin and, Austin. Yes. All right. All these guys. You yeah, know, the pressure Miller. is. The pressure is to get back and get in action here and start showing your value again and building some rapport with the quarterbacks because, hey, this is a whole new quarterback and passing situation here. Yeah, and, and, and seven's not back there. So, yeah, so it's either 10 and You know he favored him. I mean, when yeah, you, he did. You knew Ben yeah, targeted him a lot. Yeah, when, when in doubt, yep. go to 18, right? I yep. mean, that, that, that was one of the things. And, that, and 18 earned it. I mean, yeah, he, he, earned he, earned, he earned every yes. opportunity for Please. it. Yeah. But when you have a new quarterback and crew, almost like having a new head coach come in, you, you've got to build that rapport. Like, you have nothing with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe a little bit with Mason, right? Because yes. we've been on the team together. Yep. But <laughs> with Mitch and Kenny, you have nothing. And so you need to get out there. And especially when you've, you've been watching every day. You've been <coughs> you've been seeing guys grow. Yep. So it's like mm, Confucius say, <laughs> yeah. "Man who who don't practice don't get ball." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, as we used to say back in '84, you can't make the club in the tub, or on sitting on the sidelines. That's you know, true. you just can't do it. 
you know, to make the money, as Tunch Ilkin once said so very well, you got to play to make the money. <laughs> yeah, you do have you do have to actually play. And yes, and Deontay was un, is still under was still under right, contract, yes. but it was it was an extension off of said contract. It wasn't like he came here not having a contract period, or else he wouldn't have been on the field period. <laughs> exactly so. So, uh, but I think it was great. And then you saw yesterday once he does get into practice, he gets into practice. He, he does. gets inserted immediately. Uh, the, the seven on seven patent goes. He caught a streak down the sideline for his first catch of uh, training camp. Beautiful thrown ball, perfect timing. Caught it in the bread basket right over the right shoulder. And you're like, oh, yep, that's Deontay. Yep, he's back. <laughs> yeah, he's back. That's him. I know him. <laughs> you need one of the pieces, and yeah. he is one of those pieces. That, you know, you love you love him because he's a complete receiver who's athletic, got some good speed. He's excellent in his route running. Uh, he, he goes after the combat catch. Um, not the biggest guy. But certainly um, a very talented guy. and He uh, makes himself available. He does. You know, and that's the key. When he gets to the top of his route, you know, when he stems off that route, you know, he, he does little things, little wiggles that the professional wide receivers do. Yep. When you create separation, you know, the little, oh, we just kind of bumped there and I kind of got a little little push for, you know, three yards away from the defensive back cover me because we had a little bump there. That sort of thing. The yeah, subtle thing. Exactly. The subtleties of that. Nuances. You just make him zig when you're trying to zag. That's That's it. all it is. That is. Yeah. That well, is we, it. we never had that, did we? What? <laughs> Who? Not we, us. Not, not us. us. No. Never. We were the cleanest players ever. Cleanest. You always never you know, grab cloth. We no, only clutch. I always say. <laughs> I always say. I, I, at times, I was a man of the cloth. Yeah. Exactly. Once <laughs> again, know? we've all been there. We've been there. I, there I, are moments. I, I might have baptized a couple guys on the forehead. I'm not even going to lie to you. Full disclosure. Statute yep. of limitations over, so we're good. There you go. <laughs> well, the thing I, I also look at this, too, is it's a win because, this, you know, every teams – let me put it this way. Teams negotiate and bargain differently. You know, the yeah. Steelers – let's just put it out there. The Steelers are undefeated in, in contract negotiations, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, that's – that's yeah. just the nature of the beast. So you're here. saying we're not going to see a uh, we're not going to see a Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes size contract come through here. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, you can't say never you because T.J. Watt came out and he busted the bank there. That was a great, great yeah. move. But the Steelers will pay you for what you're capable of doing, not for what you've already done. Yes, you know, and in some places, guys want to be uh, re- reimbursed for what they've already done, you know, and instead of what they're capable of doing, and it, that's. That's not about it. That's not the viewpoint they have here. What you're capable of doing in the future, that's what we're going to pay you for. And it's the, the, the salaries commensurate with, uh, you know, what they – let's take me, all right, my signing bonus. After uh, when I came out, I was injured at one year. It was a case of beer. <laughs> all right, what are you capable of? <laughs> well, okay, can you throw in a bag of chips maybe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pork rinds, if you're desperate. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, that's the way it is. That's the way it was back in the day. But the point is, do you really want to be a Steeler? Do you want – is there some sort of, like, I'd rather be here at a little bit less than to be somewhere else with a little bit more? You know, there was a saying back in the day, and I remember talking to Randall L. talking about this, Antoine Randall L. And he said, you know, the saying back in the day was, you go to Washington and get paid, and you go to Pittsburgh or, or New England to get a ring. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's – in essence, what you know, what it was, what was going on. Well, and, and that's the decisions you know guys do have to come to terms with. Because I mean, 
you look at there's so there's so many talented guys yes that played in so many places that are hall of famers that are legends and guys who left right before things got legendary or guys who were chasing rings you know you look at a randy moss right yes was in minnesota thought that was the bee's knees i mean and they were a team that when you watched them I mean that team. That team was electric to watch. When you watched Randy Moss, Dante Culpepper, and um, and Chris Carter, and then Robert Smith in the backfield, that that was you know you're like right. like man, this is an offense that's going, but they ne- they never won the big game. And so Randy finally, you know, comes over right. You, know, you go to New England for a ring. Well, the year he goes, they have a ridiculously record-setting year <laughs> um, as an offense. Randy's numbers, Tom's numbers. Come short in Super Bowl. Yep. And so you were chasing a ring. I look at Larry Fitzgerald. Larry never left the Cardinals in his entire career. Could have left plenty of times. Yes. And went to go chase the ring. And then when, of course, he ultimately decided not to play football, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's going to Tampa Bay to go get a ring with Tom Brady. Mm. You know, and everybody speculated. And nope, nope. just sat still. Sat still. still. Dan Marino, right? Another one. Yeah. That had tremendous talent. He went to it one, thought he was going to go again, never made it back again. So, I mean, so it, it's tough to argue when you're doing those type of things. But I tell you what, when you have a place that at least you're valued, you're, they're showing that value, and you have the opportunity to win rings, you know, you got the best of both worlds. And guys sometimes don't realize that till they're gone. Well, one of the guys that I think realized it and had buyer's remorse or buyer's regret was Lev Bell. You know, yeah. if you saw or if you read Lev Bell's comments uh, when he announced his retirement prior to camp, um, you saw what I thought, a guy expressing remorse, saying a little bit of regret, saying, you know, I, you know, yeah. what we what you pretty much know. Look, you may be the centerpiece here in Pittsburgh, but you go over to New York and you're not the centerpiece, you know, yeah. and, and you got to decide, is it just about the money or is it about the working conditions, you know, which a lot of people love Pittsburgh and love the south side and stuff that, that goes on there. The fact is you, it's a good place to, to grow a family and everything else in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, the Steelers organization and everything. Or do you want to go, you know, and chase the money to the utmost? You know, I mean, these are decisions that every player makes for himself. Yeah, everybody has to make that decision. That, that, that's where the big boy pants come on. Sure. No, and, and hey, sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you don't get it right. That's true. But you got to just live with the decision. So, you know, for Lev to kind of come out and say that, you know, is it is it a, oh, man, shoulda, coulda, woulda? Yeah, a little bit. But at the same time, you made your decision. Yeah. <clears throat> Stick with your decision. I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, and don't lose the lesson in the process. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> mean, think about, think about Ben, about Lev Bell, about Antonio Brown together um, and how prolific that offense could have been oh. had they been able to ride it out more. I mean, six of the most prosperous years of any quarterback and any wide receiver was Ben and Antonio Brown. Yes. You know, I mean, absolutely. one doesn't prosper without the other. You need both. Yeah. It takes two absolutely. to tango. Yes, and they made each other better. They made each other great. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of the things that, that Antonio with his toe tapping, the things they did to catch the route running, Ben with his ability, you know, just to be Ben. I mean, yeah. He he just he just made he made Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown certainly gave him the best of what he had. There ain't no doubt about it. Absolutely, and, and yes, AB did did get, finally get his championship, but it came under a lot of yeah. chagrin, a lot of ire, 
and it took it. To, I mean, it took literally the grace of God for him for him to get to that situation. And then you look what happened. He then he then turns. You know, lo and behold, I know something about happens, that? and then and it just it just went sour. And you know, it, it's it's a shame because you look at the talent um, that Antonio Brown possessed, and you know, I was I was here. <clears throat> I was here when right. I first learned about you know Antonio because he, we, we we you know we pick him up and we draft him and he comes here and I tell you when it comes to Antonio Brown football player eighty four that dude it's is amazing tremendous I yeah. would I would argue number one all time as far as work ethic that I've been around. And I, I've been and you I've, got no argument from me. Yeah, you, yep. we, we've been I'd around Hall of Famers. Thing. Yep, and the fact that. His work ethic was bar none. Yes. The problem was when you got on the other side of the white lines, <laughs> sidelines included. <laughs> exactly. It, just, it, was, it was a different thing, and that's something that you know is unfortunate and sad. You know, we, we you know, people always want to argue about some of the traumas <laughs> um, yep. that came up, but even him, he he dispelled them. So we'll never know. But man, you know, if he would have still been here, him and Lev. With seven, wow! That I mean, what could have been? Oh, oh the oh, oh the places will go, right? <laughs> Doctor Seuss style. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. exactly. So that was a tremendously um, prosperous point of time for the Steelers' offense, yes. having those dudes all Th- together. That made the that made the flip. That yeah. made the flip because we were such a defensive heavy and dependent team, yes. and the defense was young at that time. They were transitioning with experience, and the offense said, "You know what." He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Yep. We'll carry the load. And now we're at this point. Now we're at a crossroads where I think we have to go back to it. I think we have to go back to the defense kind of leading from the front, not the rear, and uh, and being that team that's going to carry this team for this upcoming year until the offense, who's young and inexperienced, gets their leg, gets their sea legs about them. Beautifully put, Max. Well, thank you. You know sir. what? You're on your A game this morning, buddy. I, I, you know what? You know what? I did not stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Uh, my dorm bed was fine. And but I did stay at a Spring Hill Suites. Yeah, 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 you did. I'm just worried about this yellow jacket. Oh, now, yeah. Creature infestations. Right yeah, now. that's right. Send I Jacob in there after him. He owes you his life. <laughs> just just cross body block. There just you cross go. body block. It's okay. All right. We got to go to break. We'll be back with more after this. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Just to clean up a quote from uh, the first segment, make sure that I put it out there because, you know, Deontay Johnson, you know, people are saying, he didn't give this. Hey, listen, all he says is, no, I felt like I took the right deal. I'm not worried about what everybody else is making. And I think that says it all. If you're happy with what you're making, beautiful. A happy ball player is a ball player that's hungry to go out and get her done. You know, and if he's happy, beautiful. That makes for a happy room in the wide receiver room. Yeah, it keeps 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 everything harmonious. Yes. Keep, keep, keeps everybody in the band going and playing playing one band, one sound, right? Absolutely. Exactly. You don't you do not want your saxophonist going AWOL in in the brass section. And can okay? I say this again? Twenty seven million. 
Guaranteed. 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 Gu- I guarantee. I guarantee. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about that. I'm sitting there going, $27 million. Yes, sign me up. You know? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, you're going You're going hydroplaning across the field. Oh, yes. No, no doubt about it. Set a record probably. Such joy would I be feeling. All right. So yesterday, um, it was a rather ominous day as we sat here in the grandstands looking at the incoming weather, Max. Yes. You know, it's interesting because – Weather situations have evolved in the NFL as everything else has. Yes, okay, they Back have. in the day, I can tell you, right here, uh, we were going through individual. Down here, I point to the left of the stands, down on the Chuck Knoll field. We're down there doing individual. Now, there are trees, if you remember, that used to, the big willow trees lining, you know, that the yeah. softball field over there? Exactly, before you got the fourth field and the softball field. Exactly. Yes. So then this weather front starts coming in. And it is dark. It looks like a monster coming in from over the top here. The wind starts bending the willow trees almost horizontal. I mean, because oh, yeah. it's coming in disgusting. Up where here, where we're sitting, it's all woods. All right, this yeah. is all woods. And in this part here where the fans sit on the hill, they're sitting there, right? So then you hear this booming coming. Now, Chuck is standing out in the middle of the field here. He's around the 40-yard line, 30-yard line right here on the Chuck Knoll field on the far side. And he's just watching all the individual warm-up reps going on around him, right? So as the booming gets going, I'm standing next to Mike Webster. We're an individual. And he's starting to get nervous because, you know what, he's, he's, a, he's a, off a farm kid. Yeah. You know, he knows what being out in an open field when you got lightning coming in. Me, on the other hand, who has had three family members get hit by lightning. That's okay, right. I'm, I'm rather nervous anytime lightning comes around because my dad used to drive us nuts. You know, yeah. he'd be screaming, what are you, crazy? There's lightning over Western Canada. Of course, we lived in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, get in the house. What are you, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, Dad, relax, you know. But, no, he makes you nervous, right? So I'm down there, and I'm standing next to Mike, and Mike's licking his lips, and he's like, this is crazy. And the booming gets louder behind us here. You can hear the lightning strikes coming in and everything. And, the, and everything. Then all of a sudden, uh, Webby is like, man, man, this is crazy. Chuck, you're going to let us go in? And Chuck's just standing with his arms folded. Then all of a sudden, there was a booming hit, and it Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. Or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Must have been somewhere right here where we're sitting that close, you know. And and Webby just bolts. He starts running from here. He's running for for the hill, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and I look at Dunch. Dunch looks at me. Well, let's jump in. Let's follow our leader, right? (laughs) Exactly. He's heading for the farm. He's going up up to the locker room. We, we bypass Chuck, and Chuck's got his hands out like, stop. You know, he's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And all of a sudden, there's this boom, right? And Chuck beat us up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. It was, I mean, like, unbelievable. Yeah, no, and, and, and to even further that, so <clears throat> being in Florida, yes, a lot of lightning. Right. A lot of lightning, a lot of storms, a lot of hurricanes. And so, you know, same thing, right? You get used to – what those signs are, you're like, listen, I, I've I've had my fair share. I'll never forget. I was in high school. We're practicing on our field, and it's a bad storm coming in. But you know, our coach is like, nope, nope, we're not going. Up. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a shred of lightning. 
I have not seen a shred of lightning, Coach Borky. And Coach Borky's about about six eight, about three forty. Um, you know, he he he. And that was my that was my high school coach. So wow. I'm like, and he was he he was a guy. He um, he actually went to Buffalo. He played at University of Memphis. Went to Buffalo. Had a cup of coffee. But uh, but Coach Borky, no, we're gonna stay here and do the drills. It's just rain. It's just some water. What are you scared of water? And, and so so we're sitting there, and on the far we're on the far end of our field, and. On the opposite end of the field, what we call the near end, there's this big tree that sits in the corner around the, the, the fenced-in area for the track and, and, and the football. And we're sitting there, and, man, we hear this loud crack. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like it came from the parking lot, like, at the school. And I just start sprinting. I'm like, let me sprint, let me sprint near the tree. By the way, nice. not the smartest thing to do. Nope, nope. Because what is a tree? A tree is a tall, pointy object that can be struck. <laughs> As I'm running, does tend to draw like yeah, it does tend to draw it. So I run towards it. As I'm, I'm about fifty yards away. Tree gets hit. Whoa! The place I was thinking about covering for shelter on the field gets hit. Right. I'm done ever since. Make a note, Jacob. In the event we have lightning again, like yesterday, let's not rely on the instincts of Max. <laughs> All right. Well, so Max you. is heading somewhere. We, well, let's not follow him. So, but but that but from that point forward, I had a tremendous fear of lightning. Yes, tremendous fear of lightning. In fact, it was so bad when I was dating my wife, and I'm sure she'll hear this and she, she will concur. <laughs> does she listen? Yeah, she does. She does. Okay, she does. Yeah. The, she does listen from the time or two. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you know, th- there was a point in our, in our relationship where literally, if we were driving somewhere or it started raining and lightning, I would stop. I'm in a car. Right. I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm in a large vehicle that should not yes. be struck by lightning. And if it but does. But you never know. Dissipates, right, because you have rubber tires, right? Yes. Everything falls in, so you're not going to. I would freeze. I would freeze. <laughs> Tiffany would be like, we have to drive. We're in the middle of the road. No, I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. Can't, can't, can't. <laughs> We'd have to switch places. She'd have to drive. <laughs> and then when I, li- when I lived downtown, um, you know, in Pittsburgh, Remember that it was a really bad. I can't remember if it was like I don't know, 2010, 11. It was around the time when that G20 conference oh, came yeah, here. Oh yeah, remember that. And so downtown, they had they had fenced up all the sideline, all the sidewalks. It was yes. tall fences. You had to show your ID um, to get into certain areas. Well, it rained really bad, and when you have tall metal structures in a concentrated area, it tends to draw. A lot more lightning. <laughs> the things that were getting hit were the manhole covers, and they were Ooh. the lightning was hitting them and popping them off the top like you're like you're like you're like you're, pop, like you're like popping a tic tac. So, yeah. Oh wow. Was boom, 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 boom. Wow. And we're I'm like holy crap. So now I am in the fetal position, rocking back and forth like a kid from Sling Blade, <laughs> because I'm like, oh god, it's gonna hit. And we had a higher higher floor condo right. and I'm, I'm just rocking back and forth. I'm like, oh. she's like, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> fine. It's not fine. So she pulled the blinds down. But the problem is when lightning hits and it hits close, it is very bright. So oh, I'm yeah. seeing these pops of bright just happening because it's happening right down the street. It's happening That's right crazy. down the street. Oh, man. But I, 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 being in Arizona has made me. A lot better with you can lightning. Handle it now. I can handle it because I can see. Because 
you know, it's elevation, so at certain points you can see it from a distance. And, and it's, I mean, now I can say beautiful lightning, right? Because it would come just across the sky. You never see the contact point. Right. Or when it did, it's often it did. So I'm, I'm now better with it. I'm not going to just freeze up in the car with it. I, obviously, I'm not going to be outside either. Right, um, right, right. When there is lightning. But I've gotten over But, I mean, for a while, yeah, it was, it was like, debilitating. You know, I – it, it, it's crazy because I remember another situation. We're in Cincinnati playing the Bengals, and back then they they had different rules for the lightning. You know, now it's well, like technology automatic. as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Weather so, Doppler. What's that? <laughs> so the second half, it starts to lightning on the you know coming closer, and you can see it coming. By the fourth quarter, it's overhead of Riverfront Stadium. At the two minute warning, it's like a a fireworks show overhead. Now I'm I'm like. I'm just about ready to lose it. We're at the two-minute warning. Mike Webster, same thing. Tunch Ilkin is in the huddle laughing at us. You know, he for, for whatever reason, Chaluch loved, like, bad weather stuff like that. He's Lightning so, and so rain. So he's like the Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, yeah, Lieutenant yeah. Dan. He's, <laughs> yeah. He was that crazy, right? Yeah. I can tell you a story <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. But there I am. I'm like, oh, man, they got to call the game. They got to call the game. Mike Webster's looking at me going, yeah, they, the referee should call the game. I walked over to the referee at the line of scrimmage. I said, What's the point? You got the power. Call the game now. I said, look at this. You know, and he goes, what's the matter? Are you afraid of a little bit of fireworks, a little bit of lightning overhead there? And I said, did I ever tell you my family history? I had three family members that got hit by lightning. I said, we're virtually human walking, talking lightning rods. And the guy looks at me with his eyes get real big, and all of a sudden there was a boomer right overhead. I said, how about a hug? He gets, he looks at me and goes, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, exa- exa- exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want no hug Yeah, exa- exactly. Here, I got this tin cap for you. Don't worry, it'll look better. <laughs> now, one time Tunch was out west with his boys, with uh, Tanner and Clay. They were hiking up in the Glacier National Park, and they were up on a mountain. Yeah. It literally... A thunderstorm, they were so high up, the thunderstorm came in below them, right? Oh, so they're on top of this this mountain, and, and Tunch is watching the lightning come in. He's, he's loving it, and the wind's blowing. He's, he's like, boom, like this. And his sons, right? They're sitting there going, yeah. Dad, we need to get off the mountain. Yeah. And he's going, well, it's good. We're all good. No, no, Dad, we're up on a mountain, all right? There's no trees around. We're standing up here on the top. There's... A lightning storm coming in. Yeah, hope we there's need no to get them. iron ore deposits here. Yeah, Dutch is going, <laughs> no, we got, no, Dad, we got to get off the mountain. And he got, finally, the boys convinced him to get off to the mountain. Pull him off the mountain. Come on, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> get off the shrimp boat. Get off the boat. <laughs> oh. oh, I remember him telling me that story. It was just, uh, oh, just magnificent. Gosh. But, yeah, that lightning yesterday rolled in. And it what Mike Tomlin said they left eleven plays on the practice field. Yeah, first play uh, the first play a team was run and that was it. And then finally you had to call it lightning hit with because the rule now is ten mile radius, right? You know you put a ten mile radius right. from the point of where the field is, and if lightning strikes within that zone, it's a no go. And I'll never forget I was, I was walking inside, right? And uh, and Aiden comes out I was like five point three. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm staying inside, guys. In fact, because I, I, my window looks right where the tent was where we're sitting up to us. I peeked out. I was like, like Wolf's still there. Wolf's still there. But he's under a tent. He'll be fine. I don't have to tell him anything. <laughs> He'll be fine as far as he knows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, up until the time he actually gets zapped. Yeah. But I was, I was like, you know what? Uh, there won't be a rap show, and Wolf's going to yeah. come inside. It's okay. Yeah. We're, we're all good. Yeah. We're all good. <laughs> Yesterday practice was hot. It was it was a hot one yesterday. It was miserable. And um, you know, there was some uh, some guys got a little bit of heat illness and 
So the cramping, man, you got to stay hydrated here. Oh, you, you have to be ahead of hydration. It's called you, you call it prehydration. You know what you, I used to do, Max? Do I used to go to the evening meetings we'd had. I'd take a um, a quart uh, Tupperware quart thing. Yeah. And I'd fill that thing with water, and I'd I'd I'd, pro- I'd probably drink three or four of those a night just in the meetings. You know what I mean? That's how much water I was going through, almost a gallon. Oh, yeah. No, you, you know, in the I mean, course of meetings. Yeah, yeah, because you got to practically drown yourself. Well, and, and that's the whole point of, you know, weighing in and weighing out of practice is to keep measurement of that because you're not losing fat and all, all, all the right. good stuff you need to lose in practice. No, you're losing water weight. Yes. <laughs> and that water is profusely coming out. When you have humidity, your body is trying to regulate with sweat to keep your core temperature at a certain homeostasis, right? You're trying yes. to stay at that 98.6. And when things start to kind of crock pot, right, it kind of starts to build internally, the more you sweat to cool your skin off. And because it's humid out, you can't really tell. So it's, it's, so it's very imperative, like, hey, you walk in, he's like, hey, I lost four pounds. Okay, I need to go, I need to go find that somewhere. Yeah. Through electrolytes, through different, you know, of the, of, of the uh, sports drink products. Yes. And I need to get it back in my system. When you don't. That You're next day, you are in trouble because you are working at a huge deficit, and you will have a full body cramp in the cold tub. I've done it before. Uh, you know what? I know. Um, one day, one day, I came down. On, I weighed in at two seventy two, and it was doubles. And at the end of the day, I was two fifty four. And I just—you uh, talk about being drained. I mean, it was. Yeah. It just had. To, you'd drink your dinner. I mean, yeah, you literally exactly. go up there and just. And you couldn't even eat hardly. No, you, you know. You're, well, besides you're, the fact that the nuns were burning stuff too, you know. What I mean, that well, it made it easier not to eat. Ma- yes, but, but yes. at the same time, you, but but you don't feel like it. I remember one day I lost ten pounds of, of sweat. Yes, uh, and, and, and that's all it is is water. It's, you know? just, it's just water and yep. salt. Yes, that's that's what's coming out of you know. We are we are salty water beings. Yes, our body's made of it. Seventy percent of it's composed of it. So you're sitting there and you get you're like. I got to do something. And then, you know, the worst part is, like, it's not even when your your body, like, bigger muscles cramp. Like, right. you know, your calves oh, or your oh. quads or your hands. Those hurt. But the worst is when your hand cramps. And, and, you, and, and, you, and you get that just, like, paralyzed feeling. You want to go for a fork. And you just, yep. you're just, I, I can't, I can't. They're just stiff, straight fingers. You look like Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Trying to pick up a yes, fork. I've had that. Did your forearms cramp? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it, it goes from here, then it goes to yep. here, and then you might get the I bicep. always started in either my quads or hammies. Yeah. One of the two. That's the first place you feel. That's the first place I always felt it was the hamstrings. Then it went into my abs. Well, I didn't really have abs. You know, I just. It went to the region of the core. Known as. The known core. as yeah. the core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the general area where abs yeah. should be present. Where abs should be. It's like Tunch always used to say, he said, Leonard Nimoy, you know, from uh, uh, In Search Of, you know, oh, he used yeah. to have the program. He goes, well, they called, the producer Trek. called, they were, do- yeah, they, they said, Leonard Nimoy's uh, people called, they want to do In Search Of Craig Wolfley's abs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, of course, we all know him as Spock from Star yes, Trek. Just to, exactly. In case you're wondering, if you didn't watch In Search Of, that's also a show that you can remember him. No question about it. So. The thing about it is you've got to make sure your hydration is so um, spot on because if you don't, you know, the thing that a lot of guys don't understand is when they go out there to perform and they are not hydrated as well, you, you're already tired. You're already yeah. at a deficit of energy. and um, Get a little lightheaded too. Well, exactly. And the fact is, let's face it, Max, you don't have that many opportunities like you used to. Seven weeks, two times a day for a large part of the period. 
uh, four preseason games, sometimes five, if you're in the Hall of Fame game. There's not as many opportunities to put yourself on on, on notice and on the film. You know, yeah. you got to make you got to maximize what you can. Exactly, flea market swap is not a it's not a, it's not a full go. You know, <laughs> you can't just put your wares out there to sell it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> as much now, it's like, hey, okay, when we come to this flea market today, we we got to be on our A game, signage, advertise, and talk to everybody because it's not every Saturday, right? You know, and yep. I think that's kind of the mentality you hope, guys. And hydrating is a very important part of that to make sure you're available to do that. You know, and I think that's where, you know, people kind of take it for granted. Oh, what do you mean they didn't drink water? I don't drink water. I'm fine. No, no. Out here, that is the necessity. Yes. That is the necessity. Treat it like the desert. Yeah. <laughs> take as much water in as possible so that you can last as long as possible on that trek because it's just, it's one of those things. It, it, there's so many different physical things that happen to you if you are dehydrated. Oh, man. And you don't want to be in the middle of a drill, and you kind of hit a bout of the uh, of, of the light of lightheadedness. Oh yeah. And say you're about you're about to go block T.J. Watt. Yeah, well, that could be problematic. And then you hit and you you raise up. You're like, whoa, that's going to make for and and it, it increases the risk of injury because your body does not have the fluid going through it. It's just like driving a car and not getting an oil change, right? Yep. You got to get the oil changed. To protect the engine, right? Everything has to has to fire. The pistons have to fire, and if you don't do that, if you're not putting enough liquids in, you lose that viscosity. <laughs> Those are some big words, man. Hope he's gonna love it. That's, Try my best. That's it. Max <laughs> is holding it up on this end of it with his language, his ability to speak the king's English. You know, a little bit of lingua, yeah, little lingua. All right, we're gonna come back with more lingua. <laughs> After we get uh, fully hydrated here, Jacob is attracting bees like crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's that banana on the table. Yeah, it must be. Get that banana off the table, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, we got to get out of here. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be back with more after this. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, Friday Night Lights. It's coming on. Big, big night. You know, this is exciting because you've got that high school feeling. Guys going over to the high school there, Latrobe. You got to say Latrobe, not Latrobe. 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 You got to get, you got to say it like the Yinzers, you know? Yeah. So it's Latrobe. Well, no, no, wait a minute. It's, what's, Memorial Stadium, that's where we're going. Well, it's I got the high Memorial school. Stadium. Yes, yeah. I got all screwed up there because yeah. I, I drove by Latrobe High School the other day. Oh, Actually, yeah. I got lost. Dang yeah. it. I don't know how you get lost around here, but I do. I, well, I, just, I mean, it's still, I mean, you've been coming here so long, things have changed a little you bit. You would so, think, yeah, you know, I mean, oh, for the, the, the majority of over 42 years I've been up here. You know, see, yeah. And, yeah, Zooks, man. Well, and I and I, I came in a completely different way than I have come every other training camp. I really? came down the back way, down twenty two, and I'm like, why did I take the turn? Why did I take the turnpike? I'm like, what, what am I thinking? But I was fo- I was following my phone, right? right? Not following the noggin. The nogginator knows where to go. That's right. It's like it's like a muscle response. So I'm like, I will not make that mistake again. <laughs> well, I I made sure to text. Uh, the team historian, that would be Bob Labriola. Yes. All right, from Steelers.com. And, of course, I, I wanted to – I, I was asking, did the, did the Friday Night Lights start in 
the latter part of the eighties. I got I got a memory of that. I get them all screwed up because we we had actually had a practice up in Johnstown after the eighty seven strike, and then we had we had another one I think over at the stadium. And 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 uh, Lab said there was one instance of it under Chuck when the Redskins visited, but it was a cower invention to get players acclimated to having to play at different times of the day, a la kickoff uh, times and during the regular season. So that's really where it, where it started from. But I, I think, yes, we did it one time. I think it was in 89 because uh, 88, I think the Reds, we went to the Redskins, practiced with them, and then they came here okay. and they had a night one. But I, I, it was Cower that instituted it as something that, you know, is beneficial to buried uh, starting times. Get, get you used to it. Yeah, well, you I know? mean, and, and, and it's a cool thing. I think we think now it become, now it's become a staple. Yes, you kind of expect now. But here's the funny thing: three quarters of that team to almost four fifths don't even know what that is. Have never done it before because only twenty guys right that are on this roster right now of the ninety have actually been to St. Vincent's prior to this year. So everything is new for a lot of these guys. So it's going to be interesting to see them. Get you know, take the school bus, get yes. off the school bus, relive the high school moment, and then you go to this field. There's no locker room to run to afterwards. You don't have any any you know body plates and stuff to warm. You got to warm yourself up ahead of time. Yes. Carry your pads in, in your lap and ride on the cheese wagon, and then get off <laughs> the and, cheese wagon, the big yellow bus. That's right. And then you get off and you perform. For the crowd that's there, yes. like it's a high school football They're night. They're expecting a crowd of around 15,000. I believe it. I believe yeah. it because, I mean, this is something that is it, a big moment. I mean, I remember my debut in Friday Night Lights, and I thought I was so cool because. Rock I was, star. I, well, because I was going to be working with the first team. Okay. As a jumbo tight end. Ooh. So, so I was going to be the jumbo tight end, and we have been working this pass package. And I was going to run the shallow drag across the middle, and Ben may or may not have hit me. And, it, and, and, and if he throws it to me, I was going to—I just knew I was going to catch it. So we get through practice. Um, we're going to the goal line situation, okay. live goal line. Live goal line. I'm at the left tight end position. Uh, defense is running six-two. I'm like, oh man, okay, I got it. I got it. it's a little—it's a little stab, draw, go. And so I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I set up, boom. Hit hit! I think it was uh, I think it was chemo. Hit chemo, toss. Because no, you're trying to disappear from the linebackers' view. Exactly. Any cover guys and linebackers suck. So I get behind the linebackers. All right. Problem is, is that since I was one of the edge guys, you're still a corner in for support Ooh. for Ooh. passing situations. Okay. That corner is Ike Taylor. Ah, curses Batman. No, no, it gets even worse. <laughs> I'm beating Ike in this route, and Ike's trying to catch up. The problem is. My left hand has a cast on it because I hurt my thumb. Oh, no. And Ike decided to pull my right hand. So, okay. I, can't, I, so I, can't, I can't make the diamond. Right. You can't make the diamond. So all I could do is this, and Ben throws it directly right at the middle That's of the my cast. palm. I mean, hits the target on the bullseye and hits the cast. It bounces off. My hand is throbbing. I fall to the ground. And defense is celebrating. I'm like, it's a hold. It's a hold. The referees ain't saying nothing. I'm like. You, you were envisioning greatness. That one great yeah. one-handed catch, that thing that would be scintillating. All the sports writers would be writing about it. Yeah. You would be heralded all over the valley here in Ligonier. And no, the, the disappointment of dropping Ripped that away. ball. 
And then Ben just looks at me and said, that was your one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> So now you're just chasing that catch for the rest of your career. I was like, there goes my fat man touchdown celebration. It's gone. It's gone. I, my rookie year, I'd have been a hero. We were playing the Browns in, in Three Rivers. Yeah. We were on the two-yard line first and goal. The game is in the fourth quarter. We're down to the last couple minutes. And I'm telling you what, man, I could have I could have been a hero. You know, we we got to score a touchdown. Franco carries the ball. He fumbles. It goes into the end zone. Right. I I slam John Cole down as I'm going after the ball. Right. <laughs> I step on Benny Cunningham, uh, the tight end. You know, as I'm going after the ball, I dive on the ball in the end zone. Two defensive backs spear me. Right, oh, I take yeah. the shots, but I know this: I'm a hero. Not only that, I, I'm I'm an unmarried single dude. Right, the yeah. chicks are gonna dig me. Right, I got the ball. Yeah. I'm the hero. Right, and then Randy Grossman jumped off sides. Are you uh, kidding me? To this day, I hold it against Grossman. I'm uh, telling you, man. I could have been a hero. Could have been a hero, but no, no, no. Randy Grossman jumps off sides. That's right, ripped from the jaws of glory. <laughs> From the jaws of glory, <laughs> yeah. I descend to the pits of despair. Yeah. So I had a similar situation. Did you really? I did. I did. And this is like compare how disappointing our careers well, were at well, sometimes. I mean, but it also goes to show that we both had very similar paths <laughs> in our career, right? <laughs> we had great hopes of being the hero one I mean, day. We, we all knew we wanted to be the hero. <laughs> That's right. You Just know, every lineman wants to be a hero. That's right. But it, it's the playoffs. We're playing Indy. Okay. In Indianapolis, obviously – in the uh, in the divisional round, and uh, this was a game. This was before Jerome's fumble, where Ben makes the shoestring yes, tackle. Yes, right. So on the opposite end of the field, <laughs> earlier in the game, Jerome is. We're on like the two or the one yard line, running goal line, and we run it over the right side, and Jerome gets over it and he gets popped again. Ball falls into the end zone. I see it. I jump on top of it. I am ecstatic. I'm like, I have one. I put it up. The referee's blowing. Plays dead. And then they take it back. Only the person who fumbles the ball can advance the ball into the end zone. Yes. It's an NFL rule. There you go. No. I was that days old when I found out that was the rule. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a live ball. I'm like, if it happened in the middle of the field and I advanced it, what are you going to say? But it's like, nope, the, the runner must advance it to put it into the end zone. So I go back in the huddle. I'm tired. I'm, I'm just defeated. I am, I am just – I'm disgusted. I'm looking at everybody on my team. I'm just like, all of you in rules have cost me my glory. <laughs> I just want to score one touchdown I in just, my career. I just want you to know that, That was okay. my one shot. That my one shot. shot. But then we got in, and then we punched it in. We get a score anyways. But it wasn't me. So That's good. It doesn't well, matter. Eventually, <laughs> we eventually scored. We beat the Browns. But it wasn't my touchdown that would have. See, exactly. See, we still overcame. We did. But we just didn't get any But glory. they took my glory. They took I could glory. Have been, I could have been a real contender there. I could have been a contender, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what we need, Jacob? We need, like, one of those, um, like, the Jeopardy's uh, thing, you know, where it goes, dah, 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 like, story time. Exactly. That's story time. We start telling stories. A little, a little backdrop. Yeah, yeah, a little backdrop to it, <laughs> you know, just trying to figure it out here. You hear that story time, and all of a sudden you realize a story is coming up. Yep, exactly. It's <laughs> a great one. When we get back to the studios. Yeah, when we get back to the studios, which will be, what, another week. Okay. Yep. So we're going to be up. Uh, it's just another week, right? 
Two weeks. Two weeks. Two oh, weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I'm losing track. Yeah. Don't you start. Don't I you know, start. I know. I know. I'm jonesing already. All right. We'll be back with more. It's first hour in the can. Back more at training camp. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit SNR. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.